Welcome to another Monster and Sea podcast. Mike Ferrari, along with the founder, the Grand Poobah of Monster and Sea, Troy Nebaker. Troy, you know what? Um, there's certain times of the year I look forward to, and there's none more than when I turn on the television and I see sunny, 70s, around here. See you later, booties, right? This is, this is a good time here. You been out much? Oh, man, this is like winning the weather lottery right mm-hmm. now. And we, we, uh, everybody looks forward to this all year long. Right. No more booties, no more wetsuit. Actually, yesterday, I, uh, I forgot my left booty, oh. and so I had two right booties, which, was, which never goes over well. Nothing wrong about that. And so I just left them in the truck. There you and, go. And I survived. Very nice. The temperature's coming up. Yeah, it's a good thing. We went on a paddle on Sunday with a lot of newbies. People were getting uh, out on the water, exposing the paddle boarding. We were uh, uh, one of the small lakes outside of Seattle, and, and the water level's low. Super low. So we remind people, be smart. Don't, if you're having a campfire, dispose of it properly, you know, turn your car off on dry grass, things like that, because it's going to be drier sooner than we realize and we got to protect our lands and Absolutely. lakes and all that stuff. Um, so we've been kind of cruising along, inter- talking and sharing time with different people as we go. And, and today we, we meet one of the more uh, motivational, positive individuals I think you and I have ever met. He's Derek Decatur of Decatur Performance in Preston. Derek, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we're, we're doing good. Uh, fresh off a workout. <laughs> yeah. And we wanted to spend some time with you because we know that you make a difference in a lot of people's lives. When you show up to work every day, what's, what's your motivation? What's your uh, point of view as you walk into a gym with individuals who are all trying to accomplish different, different things? That's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, the motivation walking in is to create a place and an environment where people can come and have a good time. Um, we want it. We want it. We want a space and a community where people feel comfortable. Because ultimately, when we're trying to get healthy, when we're trying to have more energy, when we're trying to have more confidence, all these all these things require um, us to. To want to do it, and and it needs to be a place where we need, where we want to come in and do it, and, and see our friends, and have a good time while we do it. So I think that's the motivation is to create an environment where people feel comfortable. Now I'll tell you what that uh, um, that comfort you can. Uh, I'm relatively new yeah. to working out here, and you can feel it when you walk in the door. It's um, it's it's a really cool place. Mm. Thank um, you. You know, for for me personally, it's like getting out and, and working out and. Uh, I've never been much of a gym guy, and um, you know they can be intimidating yeah. and you know sort of different things. And I think one of the things that I first noticed when I walked in the door was no mirrors, and everybody's stoked. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like, man, that's a nice combination because you know I'm I'm kind of shy in my own bathroom mirror, and then man, when you get into a gym environment where everybody's just they're just charging after it yeah. with a smile. Yeah, and then yeah. that comes and that that definitely comes from. From top down. Yeah, and you know, like like I told you, I mean that no mirrors was was a conscious decision in the beginning, um, because this was this this yes, we want to look better for the people around us. Sure. <laughs> you know, let's not lie, but I think we need to we need to learn our bodies and how they move and how they feel and if we're you know too concerned looking in the mirror it's it's tough to do that sometimes um and then just the the inclusion of it all it's it's 
we all have different goals. Yeah. We, you know, we have different lifestyles. We have different stresses. We, I don't think we need more of that. We don't, right? We don't need more of that. So it, it's come in, have fun. High fives are mandatory. You know, create a place and an environment that, that's backed by the coaches knowing what they're doing. But at the same time, more so than anything, it is, it is creating that fun environment and that family feel. Um, that is why it's fun to come in here. That is the motivation. I don't ever have to go to work, you know. I come in and see my friends in here and mm -hmm. teach them a few things while I'm here. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I know there was a period of time where I came here and then my, my, my wife went through a bunch of stuff and I wasn't coming here and I found myself achy, uh, mentally achy, uh, not in the best of moods. And then when I came back, it was great. And I think you, uh, what I asked you to do right now is to speak to the person across the people across the country, how important it is to just do something, get out, shake it off, spend some time on yourself mm -hmm. on a daily basis and maybe commit to movement mm -hmm. every, every day and doing something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, when we don't move, we kind of naturally subconsciously almost go into that kind of, you know, almost like we're sick, you know, think yeah. it, it, it is that same kind of physiological response. Our bodies are meant to move physically, mentally. Um, we need it to feel good and, and we're meant to do it. And I think sometimes we get it, we get it skewed and we're trying to do more than maybe we need to do to, to feel good. Right. Um, but we've got to move. We've got to feel good. And to get out there, the, the first step for, for anyone who is new is, is really finding a place that you do feel comfortable where your goals, and I think I told you this, Troy, your goals are, are your goals. And I, I think places get into trouble when the coach's goals get imposed on the member's goals. Um, and that's a struggle for all of us when we started out. And it's something that I constantly remind myself and our coaches, look, what, what we want to do and with this person might not be what they want to do. Um, and I think that scares, I think that's what is intimidating sometimes for people is, is they go into a place and they have a goal, but then this guy they're with or this gal they're with is, is trying to push them in a different direction and then and then it doesn't work for them and then that cycle of well i'm just not going to go and, and now i'm not going to move and now i don't feel good and my energy levels are low um is where we get into trouble man that's that's so that is so so true um i paddle a ton mm -hmm. and and the one thing that i've noticed just being able to to come here and like you said kind of your own goals I'm, I'm definitely coming here to um, become a better paddler, mm -hmm. and you know. What was that? What was that deal you told me? You had the Tuesday up in up in BC where you had been coming here and you hadn't been on the board. I hadn't been on and the board in a while. What happened? And I went up in uh, um, uh, up in Deep Cove. They have Tuesday night race series, and uh, it was awesome to go up there because I hadn't been on the board in a little while, and I was on the board and I felt good, felt solid, yeah. I felt uh, you know, felt like the engine was still there mm. from. Mm -hmm. being here mm -hmm. and uh, so you know I know I know that's not new news right like go to the gym to to help your yeah. sport of choice but man it's made a difference yeah it's not new news and though but those are the stories because let's be honest people come in because uh, because of those they they want to lose weight right and and they and they want to feel better um 
And then months down the road, I, I hear those stories of I got on the board or someone went hiking for the first time of the season or they went skiing and they're, they're pumped that they could do those things and feel good when, when that was never really the goal that they thought was the goal, right? But, but life was better because of that. And you felt better and they felt better. And hearing those stories is really a, a, a huge piece of this. And it's, it, I love hearing them. And it, I also think it's so vital for long-term success because you feel better doing something you love to do. Coming in the gym must, it might not be your thing, right, for, for some people. So getting better at doing at the things that you love is going to help you continue and it's going to give you that consistency and that's all we're looking for in the long run. Yeah. And so it's great to hear. Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's a big word you just threw out there was consistency. Oh, yeah. Consistency is it's huge. I mean, you know, <laughs> just going you know, from paddling experience, it's like, you know, you maybe take a few months off and then you're like, mm-hmm. you expect to be at that level at which you mm-hmm. ended, mm-hmm. you know. But then when you're paddling, you know, four days a week, five days a week, whatever, and you're consistent, then then you're reaching your goals, you know. Mm-hmm. And that I think people don't. People just want to get off the couch and go. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. Yep. 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 And, and, and a lot that, of things. Yeah. And that stings a little bit sometimes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> we all have stories, and I think stories shape our perspective. Oh yeah. And Derek was a standout baseball player at Skyline High School in Washington. Went on to play in the Pac-12. Was it the Pac-10 at the it time? Was Pac-10, Pac-10 yeah. at the time at the University of Arizona. And I never saw you play. I've heard about you playing. I think I've seen some video somewhere. But there, if you want to talk about a hard charger and a guy that laid everything on the table, it was this guy. And you ended up getting injured. How did your injuries and then your sudden impact, uh, not only into walls but mentally, mm-hmm. where you couldn't <laughs> play baseball anymore, how did that shape who you are as a, as a, as a gym owner, as a trainer, as a dad, everything in, in your life? Yeah. Deep, um, deep question. You have yeah, as, as much time cow. as you'd like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, it, it, the injuries, you know, so kind of separate. I mean, the sports were one piece of who I am and the competition and, and loving the competition and loving that battle and, and, and loving the, the process to, to ultimately be the best. I mean, that, that was the goal. Um, the injuries kind of set in motion what would you know become the next 15, 20 years and beyond now of my life because that you know that that was kind of the the fork in the road where where I thought I was going professionally for baseball ended up moving in a different direction and so the the injuries themselves you know kind of set in motion this this need in me to figure out you know why things started to hurt for me in the first place. Um, you know, the shoulder injuries that you referenced and dislocating my shoulders, you know, seven, eight times on both sides. And those were fairly traumatic events. I, I could, I could see why those happened. Right. Um, but then piecing those together, if, you know, it was a shoulder injury and it was shoulder surgery, and then it was my back hurting and then it was a hamstring here. And it just, I just saw this pattern of what, you know, what's going on. And, and, uh, and ultimately it ended the career, not because I probably couldn't play anymore, but because I couldn't play at the level I wanted to play at, mm-hmm. which was mentally very, very difficult. But that set in motion in college of figuring out what was going on. And so then it was, um, at the time, 
I didn't really have a plan for, for education, to be honest. Like, I liked to learn, but I was going to be a baseball player. Like, that was the plan. Um, and then those things changed. And so I got my physiology degree to kind of figure this stuff out and ended up going to physical therapy or wanted to go into physical therapy school was the plan um, and, and worked at a physical therapy clinic for a while. And, and, and everything has just kind of morphed. So, you know, what I learned at the clinic is really when I decided to start my own business and start my own gym. And I saw that what we were doing in the gym and, and what I saw people doing at the gym, there was just so much more to it that I was learning from the physical therapist. Um, I was a horrible employee there because I would, <laughs> I would sit there and I would read the physical therapy books, um, not do my job, and just read the books. And I'd watch them and I'd bug them and I, I, I'd try to figure this stuff out. And so when I started the gym, that's really what it was about. It was, it was, it was the mechanics and the physiology and the science behind exercise. And I thought that was what I was, I thought that was kind of the answer, to be honest. Um, when I started, that's, that's what got me to open the gym. Since then, it's, it's kind of morphed again. And now that I've been doing this for a while, so much of this is not just about those things. It's, it's about what we talk, talked about in the beginning. That's how I got started was the, the mechanics of the body and the physiology of the body. But the more I do this, the more I realize that so much of it is between our ears and, and getting people happy and, and creating that environment so that people can do this. Because if, again, because if they, if they don't enjoy coming in, we can't teach them the mechanics of their body. We can't teach them how their body works. Um, and and that's, that's kind of the metamorphosis of all of this. Um, there's still that piece of me. The reason that still drives me from the gym standpoint to succeed is that athletic side, 100%. Sure. And just uh, wanting to succeed, that, that need to succeed, that desire to succeed, or maybe it's the fear of failing, I don't know, <laughs> or a little bit of both, yeah. right? Um, Those are powerful motivators. Yeah. So I don't know. Did that answer the question? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it, there's been lots of twists and turns and learning this kind of as I have gone along. Um, and I, I'm happy for the whole, everything in my past because it has shaped my perspective of what we really do. It, you know, we don't count sets and reps. Like, it's not my job. Mm -hmm. It's not what the gym is for. Um, and everything is just molded into, into creating a place, again, that is... Uh, a learning environment, yes, but a learning environment where people feel, feel comfortable and can, and can come in and, and do what they want to do. And like you said, leave feeling like that was the best hour of their day, hopefully. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the ultimate goal and feeling good and, and, and enjoying life and being happy. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. So there's, there's kind of, it seems like there's two different mindsets when, when people walk in the gym. Mm -hmm. One is the athlete mm -hmm. and is the, the, person who's accustomed to performance and you know knowing I, I need to I need to put in the work to get get success and then I think there's the other there's the other person who is like I just want to live mm. and be happy and and use the health that I have and be fit of course do you have um it'd be great if you could share some stories of kind of both both ends of that spectrum the athlete and then the then the mom or the yeah. you know the dad who's like Dude, the, the dad bod's not doing it for me anymore. I need to. I, I need to. I need to get back after yep. it. You know. Yep. Um. Yeah. No. And it's uh, it's a conversation I have a lot with our nutrition clients too. Is 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 really helping hone in on the on the goal. 
and goals are goals are tricky, especially when I first meet somebody. You know, the the deep down, uh, the goal that maybe drives people or the values that drive people aren't always the the surface level goals, right? So. I think the first thing is for the athlete determining what is the goal. You know, obviously it's a performance-based goal, but are we talking make the high school team? Are we talking make the summer varsity or the varsity team? You know, whatever it may be. And then to do that, where do we need to be? And then when we have that goal, then we can at least find a direction for that, right? I think the performance goals are are, are somewhat easier um, because they're much more measurable. If you need to get faster, we can we can measure that, right? The harder goals are are the the moms and the dads that come in who walk in saying that they, maybe they want to lose ten to fifteen pounds. Um, rarely is the ten to fifteen pound weight loss the real goal, and and so getting them to to kind of you know take a step back and look you know, look inside and say, okay, what is the real goal? Am I, am I, do I not have enough energy to be the mother or father I need to be? Um, you know, the spouse I need to be, um, is it a confidence issue? Do I walk around with my head down? I mean, so what is the real goal? What, what, how does weight loss change your life and get them to understand and see that those connections? Because once we have that deep down goal, that really driving, that motivating factor, okay, now we have something to work with where we can move forward with, with getting that. And weight loss might be a part of that goal, but in reality, it's not usually the, the, the largest piece, right? And once we know those things, um, it becomes more than exercise, and that, then I know we're in a good place. Like Then I know we're working towards... I feel good about where they're at, um, but they—that's—that's ha- that's the hardest part. Is you know, is determining that goal initially of, of where they need to be. Um, yeah, I think that I think that answered sort of. Yeah, did yeah, it? Yeah, I don't yeah. remember what the question was. No. Super, yeah. no, super good answer. I mean, I think the the difference the difference between you know athlete and yeah. then um, indi- not individual, yeah. but someone who you know who is is maybe exercising for life as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, know, that I, was the question. Yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, as opposed yeah, to like yeah. exercising for a team or a goal or, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, so measurables, right? So I talked about the, the athlete. That's easy. If the goal is energy level, I think it's it's measured, finding measurables for those too. So we'll have people say, okay, what what is your measure of success if it's not performance right now? And how do we and how do we how do we rate that? Is is my goal of better sleep? Okay, we need to start to measure that and and track it, right? If my goal is better energy levels, we need to start to go and, and attack that and start to track it and see and start to put these pieces together. Oh, when I eat this way and I exercise, my I didn't ha- need to take a nap at three o'clock. Um, so that's where the difference is 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 figuring out what is the measure of success for that person's true goal. Yeah. Um, and then I know that they know that, and now everything that we do within the gym and everything that we're talking about in the gym and everything that they're doing outside the gym is to move towards that goal. Um, and getting a little bit, not always away from the weight loss, cause that's a piece of the puzzle. But again, figuring those out is, is the key to helping people, I think, su- succeed long-term. If it is one of those kind of abstract goals of, of energy, or I just don't feel good, or you know, brain fogginess. Um, I mean, how do you kind of measure those? And we can measure how much weight you lost. 
but how do we measure some of those other intangible things um, that are really, I think, what drive us? For sure. Well, I think one of, one of the ways to measure that is that how many, like getting somebody through the door the first time, mm. mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's a win. Getting somebody through the door the hundredth time, yeah. that's, a, mm -hmm. that's a huge win. And I think that, that could be that, you know, that point of measurement of you mm. know, somebody who's training for life is like, yep. man, they're, they're on, they're here. They're Process-based process goals versus outcome goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of weird. It is, is really, yes, that's an absolute key. Um, if the goal becomes the process, yeah. then you can you can look at the at the at the week or the month or the year and say you know what I succeeded yeah. because I I did what was required from a process standpoint. I made it to the gym three times a week or four times a week or whatever it may be, yeah. and that is absolutely a measure of success. Yep, that I think we don't give enough credit to. Yeah, agreed. Kind of going to ask you to go behind the the curtain here of Decatur Performance for a moment. We read a lot of the same books. There's, yes. a, there's a book of the month that uh, that you put up on the shelf here at the gym. Now, there's one that's out there is Ego is the Enemy. Mm. And it says pretty much that you can't close yourself off to continual learning. Mm -hmm. That once you do that, you're just, you know, forget it, right? You have to open yourself up to the constant fact that there's always more to learn and ways to get better. Now, you and your staff go to a lot of weekends you guys spend at seminars learning new ways to do things. People come in here and, you know, you, they, you talk about senior citizens maybe who maybe have no filter or set in their ways. You get a lot of 30 and 40 and 50-year-old men and women that are set in their ways mm -hmm. and can be uncoachable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do you deal with people like that who still want to come here and accomplish something, who still want to have a place here, mm -hmm. but they get snippy? Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know because I, I think you know it's that, again it's that continual growth and being open to that once you walk in the doors yeah. of Decatur yeah I think I think part of our job is to help them see that right. one right <laughs> in when the time is right um, only and only after we've built up a relation and, and trust um, without trust, it doesn't matter what we say, first of all. So, you know, we have to build up the trust and, and people need to know that we're here to help them. Once they understand that, then that door is open a little bit more to say, hey, look, like, I think we can, we can make some changes here. Um, we've had this conversation a lot, <laughs> you know, about X, Y, or Z. Right. And, and here's what, here's what I think we need to possibly change, um, is, is, is one route to go. The other thing too is is for us as coaches and as a as a facility is again to step away from from the goal or, or from their from you know not not put our goals on them. Mm -hmm. um, we might think that there's a better way to do something. They might disagree with us, and that's okay. I, I, you know the hardest part for me is is to know that I I don't know everything. Um, I will never know everything. And, and beyond that, even if I knew the answer definitively, that doesn't make, make it right for whoever I'm talking to. Hmm. So I think it's a two-part thing, me stepping away and not getting emotionally necessarily <laughs> involved and be like, no, because that, that, that's a very hard thing. They talk about, you know, if you talk to especially young trainers who are passionate, it's, it's, it's hard to go home after conversations all day 
of, of people come, because we are kind of psychiatrists. I mean, people come to us with their problems. And we, I used to, I know, take the, I still do sometimes, take those home with you of, oh, I need to help so-and-so, and I need to do this, and I wish they could do this. And we talked about this, but they're not doing what they said they were going to do, right? Um, and so stepping away and saying, no, this isn't my goal. This is their goal. All I can do is, is show them and lead them is part of it. And then hopefully get to the point where we can have that deeper conversation of you're stuck in your ways a little bit and it's not working like we want it to. Mm. Um, you know, a, a, a question I learned from, from one of my courses from precision nutrition, one of the nutrition courses is, is just to, you know, simply ask, how's that working for you? <laughs> you know, man, like, man, like, I heard that you know <laughs> yeah. if what you're doing yeah. isn't working, then, you know, how is how is that working for you? And, and, you know, let them see, hopefully that there is, there is more there, there is more to learn. Um, yeah. and we don't ever even know where we're at in that learning curve. You know, I always try to figure out where, where am I at? You know, if they, am I, am I at the bottom of that curve? I don't know if you know what curve I'm talking about. Am I at the yeah. bottom of the curve where <laughs> I know a lot, but I feel like I know nothing. Cause that's kind of where I usually live. Mm-hmm. Um, it's feeling like I don't know anything. Um, or am I at the, the first top of the curve where I'm overly confident or, you know, where, where are you at and where are they at and where do we need to take them? Kind of just summarize that. I think the mental struggle of a lot of us on yeah. a daily mm-hmm. basis, you know? Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And the, you know, and people's goals, again, going back to a lot of times they're stuck in their ways because they, they still, they think that's the, the way to do it. Right. And it, or it worked 10 years ago. Mm. And that's the big one for, you know, this is what I did in college. Well, you're 45 now. Yeah. Things change. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, so, it, it, yeah. and, and what, and even beyond that, like what your body was able to do twenty years ago, um, is, is is one thing. But but also what we've learned about the body in the last twenty to thirty to four. I mean, it's crazy. You know, um, I talk about it. In my nutrition are. I mean, insulin's been around for for a, a long time, and they may they think now that that insulin's role is is not exactly what they thought it was initially. Right. And I mean that, you know, it, they've been studying insulin for a hundred years and now they might have said they, they had it wrong. And so there's always things, oh there's goodness. always things to learn, um, whether we're talking about the body or physiology or you know, motivation for that matter. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we talk about a lot about is go because you can. Mm. And the, the premise behind go because you can is... You know, health is a health is a wonderful thing, and it's also a fragile thing. And it, you know, the that that getting to the gym, the working out, the exercise, the getting off the couch. Um, talk. Can you talk about like when hearing that idea of go because mm-hmm. you can? What do you? What does that? What does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, I I lo- I love it. Um, I I think. It's hard because you, you don't know right until it's gone. Like it's you don't it, you don't know how much you would miss anything yeah. until it's no longer around. Um, so that is one of those hard mental battles to get to to use as motivation. I know I should be moving. I know I should be doing these things because I can do them, and there's people who can't do them. Um, and so how do you, yeah, how do you get people to, to, to see that and do that? So for, for me, it, it means 
it means trying to really enjoy and embrace where you're at um, now. Maybe not, la- maybe not a month ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago, but really trying to embrace where you're at today and what can you do today um, and being grateful for what, whatever that may be. You have built a community here, that is for sure. Uh, definitely a lot of positive vibes when you walk in this place. And beyond that, you know the role of y- yourself as well as Decatur Performance in philanthropy. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty cool deal that you have started on Saturdays. You will open the place up to what is called a charity workout. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a member to come. The word gets out. People donate what they can when they come in the door. And I know you helped Monster and C raise money for our 24-hour paddle. What does that mean to you to, to not only get new people in here and expose them to the Decatur way? And by the way, the charity workouts are some of the funnest that yeah, we, yeah. we've had and the thing, along with the Thanksgiving Day workout, which is a hoot. But what does it mean to you to, to look around and, and see that? Because I, I know I look at you when these things are going on, and there just seems to be a calm a piece about that on your face when, when this is, is going on here. Yeah, I mean, how can you not love bringing people together to help other people? You know, um, I mean, the coolest part for me walking, like walking into the gym for a charity workout or walking into the gym for the Thanksgiving workout when there's, you know, 80 people in here (laughs) is, is you, it, it would be, it would be impossible to not feel good. So there's a selfish piece of it. Like you walk in and it feels amazing. Um, the coaches are having fun. The members are having fun. We're giving to somebody who 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 might need a little bit of support. Um, everything about it is enjoyable, um, and so there, there's that piece of it. And then, of course, I I I think it's just if you can give back and help, you should. Mm-hmm. And so the the decision is pretty easy to run those things. It's a, it's a win win. It's a win all the way around. It's fun for the people here. It's fun for us as coaches. It brings people together. It helps us support the community. Um, why? Yeah. Why, I mean, why would we not do this? <laughs> right. You know, it, and, and like I said, it's just, it's impossible not to leave those workouts. You can't have a bad day after those workouts. I mean, it's just so much fun um, seeing everybody. Mm-hmm. Hugs, high fives, people sweating. Um, People pushing their limits and leaving feeling like they achieved something that they didn't think they could achieve. That's what I see when I walk in the door, and that's, that's why I love doing them. Um, as the owner of the place, too, like, to be honest, I mean, seeing our coaches grow by coaching those and running those, too, it has been really fun to see. Like, seeing Coach Matt run some of those things <laughs> puts a smile on my face. Um, it's just all you know. Everything about it's been been great. The the one we did for the twenty four was unreal. A lot it of was, fun. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And we filled an envelope with that, mm-hmm. which is pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, my favorite thing that you just said was, "Why would we not do that?" Mm-hmm. And I two thousand percent agree. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. We, we uh, Troy and I know what it's like to be a part of this community. We have friends. Uh, I look forward to it daily. What about that person out there that has had in the back of their mind, I really want to do something, but I got to take that, 
that step. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Yeah. And not necessarily here, but we're, we're talking to people across the country yeah. in different parts. What would you tell someone like, hey, you know you want to find that space mentally, physically. What's that, what's that first step? I mean, I think the first step is, is, again, figuring out kind of what your goal is because I think your goal will, will, will help guide you into a place that's right for you. Um, also, just being, you know, being upfront with yourself and, and knowing where you're at from a, a learning curve. If, if you don't know what you're doing, that's what coaches are for. Um, and to, and, and really you're, you're, you're signing up, not for an exercise program. You're, you're not signing up, uh, at a gym. You, you're signing up for, for the coaching and for the education and for the support. And so I think you need to go out and you need to, to kind of poke your head in some places. What's the vibe? Um, I just told someone this the other day who, who, who is moving and can't find a place look at their class schedule and, and go pop in and what's the vibe like? You'll, you'll probably have a pretty good idea up front um, if, if, if it's a place that's a supportive facility um, or if it's maybe more of a, a hardcore performance-based you know, facility. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a place for all of those. So I think understanding your goals and where you're at and then figuring out what you need is the first step. Once you know what you need, I know for us, um, it's intimidating to walk in for people. You schedule a time to talk to them. You schedule a time to go see them. Um, we help it become less intimidating mm-hmm. because, we're, you know, I, I don't know, I'm probably the least intimidating guy I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I think people are sometimes shocked to walk into a space that, that looks like it's this, um, you know, there's, there's iron and kettlebells and sleds and... It can be intimidating, but um, again, it goes back to finding that coach that, that, that fits with you, and it all starts with having a conversation. Yeah. Um, I think if you can't talk to the people before you sign up, mm-hmm. probably find the next place. Um, those conversations are, I think, the first step for anybody anywhere they go. Not a sales conversation either. You know, It's not a sales pitch. It's a what is your goal. Yeah. And everything that we just talked about right. should be covered in those conversations. Well, Derek, thank you for your time. This was great. We'll see you again on a regular basis. A lot of our podcast folks we don't see for, 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 for big chunks of yeah, time. We, we uh, will see you again. We'll see sure. you tomorrow. Tomorrow, maybe the next day and the next day after that. Yeah, but we, we certainly appreciate your time. No, thank you, guys. Um, I love having you here. Um, I'm excited for what you're doing with the podcast and everything else, obviously. It's been uh, – it's been like like we talked about, like I talked about, it's been great to to be able to be a part of this. So so thank you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, Troy, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Love talking to your brother. Yeah. Uh, and Troy and I remind you, as if you don't come away from this knowing it, go because you can. Go go do something. Move uh, and enjoy the gifts we're given on a on a daily basis. Yeah, enjoy so. that health, man. It's uh, yeah, you got it. You have to. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, for Troy Nebaker. I'm Mike Ferrari. Till next time, we're out.